Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth and concepts for improving organizational culture. This is your host, Philip Grison. As you increase your wisdom, I hope you enlighten others on your path towards greatness. If you want to go further, head over to leaderthink.com. Hey, everybody. Today, I want to talk about getting unstuck. It's both frustrating and amazing how circumstances can consume our focus. When life throws us hard challenges, we can feel so stuck inside of them. It can appear like time slows to a crawl. It's like there is no way out, no way forward. Nothing is going to get better. Nothing's going to change. No matter how self-aware we are, knowing that we have to change our thinking to get better, it's still normal to feel stuck sometimes. That word stuck comes up a lot in my deeper conversations with people when they are dealing with the harder problems of life. I see it in myself, too. I feel stuck sometimes. I've actually been dealing with the stuck feeling recently. I can step outside myself and see areas where I need to change, where I need to grow, but at the same time, still feeling stuck in the how component. How do I change this? I can feel stuck because what I'm doing isn't working or producing the results I want. I try new things to change my approach, and although I'm thinking differently and acting differently, I still don't experience a shift in results. That can be downright demotivating. I know intellectually that failure is the teacher, showing me that this current method isn't working. But while on that path, frustration can still creep in. What I'm doing isn't working. I'm trying new things, but it still isn't working. I'm purposely thinking new thoughts, but still not experiencing the major breakthrough aha moment that I'm searching for. I know I need to keep moving forward, keep trying new things, but the continuation of that work can be exhausting at times. And then I just feel stuck. It's so easy on the outside to just tell someone they need to snap out of it. Easy to say, hard to do. At this point of my intellectual understanding, the best I know to do is to think about something completely different than the problem or even the potential solutions to the problem. Stop trying to fix it. Stop obsessing with it. Stop thinking about it at all. Completely walk away from it. Even then, easy to say, a lot harder to do. When working on a project, feeling stuck, knowing I need to focus my mind on something totally different, the limbic brain keeps interjecting thoughts back in my mind, pointing to the problem. If I pay attention to them, then I focus on them, and I'm right back to feeling stuck. The more intense the problem is, the harder I have to work at not focusing on that endless thought stream of the problem. I can't remember if it was Michael Singer or Eckhart Tolle that taught me this technique, or maybe it was a thought they inspired me to think, but the visualization of the endless thought stream has really helped me in these challenges. Can you visualize the endless thought stream of your problem as paper trash or litter blowing in the wind? There's this internal need to fix the problem, to chase after that trash so you can catch it and clean up the mess. 
But instead, can you develop the skill of letting go? Can you just let it be instead of chasing after it? It's always fascinating how God gives you these little signs when you need them. When I was making my notes for this concept, I was given a little sign that I was on the right path. That evening at my kid's t-ball practice, I noticed a grocery bag blowing by the bleachers. I felt this instant desire to go chase after the trash. But then it reminded me of the concept of letting go. Letting the trash, mental or physical, just be as it is. So I stayed in my spot and watched it blow away. It was interesting how one of the kids on the team saw it too. They immediately ran away from first base, chasing after it. The coach was yelling at the kid to come back and stop chasing the trash. However small a sign, it reminded me of the need to let go sometimes. We can't fix the entire world, and sometimes we need to let go a little. When we attach ourselves to these problem-based thoughts, they can consume us, which, without having a good solution or fix for the problem, leads us to feeling stuck. Could we just stop trying to fix everything and allow these problems to be for a little while? Can we just totally accept them as an unpleasant circumstance without any desire to try to fix them, at least for a little bit? Yes, we can. The biggest struggle is that it isn't a one-and-done approach. It's a temporary solution that we will have to return to. That in itself makes it so much more challenging. Deep down, we know the problem is still there. We are just taking a break from it. We aren't letting go completely, which could be a great fix for some things. But for a lot of things, we are just filing it back in the to-do box. So it's still there. It's just buried a little deeper in the brain. The challenge is letting the trash still be there while not putting it to the top of the to-do list. You know you still have to deal with it. You still want to deal with it. You still need to deal with it. But you also know you have to let go of it in this present moment. It can sound cliche to say that you just need to take a break from it and return tomorrow with a fresh set of eyes, but there is a lot of proof that tells us that is exactly what we need to do about it. In my life experience, that is exactly what I need to do to get unstuck. Leave the trash on the ground. Let it blow around in the wind and come back tomorrow. Heck, maybe it will blow over into someone else's yard and they will deal with it. Maybe someone else will come up with an amazing solution. Maybe I'll learn the great aha solution simply because I did take a break from it. Maybe watching someone else deal with it or hearing the other person's idea will enlighten me to something I'm not seeing. Managing our brains is hard work. But any time I can take my brain over into prefrontal mode, I'm taking my focus away from limbic brain and its emotional problem-focused mode. Planning helps with that. In the moment of feeling stuck, I often plan to come back tomorrow with a fresh set of eyes. For a brief moment, I have ignored the endless thought stream of the problem. It's going to come back 
But at least for a moment, I jumped out of the emotions tied to the problem-based thoughts. So many projects I work on reach a point of feeling stuck. In those moments, I plan to come back tomorrow. When I come back tomorrow, it's always a little better than it was the day before. And that's progress. No matter how small the progress, it's still progress. There's always a hint of optimism in that progress, no matter how small it is. That hint of optimism can be the doorway to making a major breakthrough. Even if the major breakthrough doesn't occur tomorrow or next month, it still feels better than yesterday. It also makes room for reflection. We have to disconnect from the issue at hand to make room for reflection. Einstein said many of his greatest discoveries came when he wasn't even thinking about them at all. He would lie in a boat in a lake, disconnecting from the endless thought stream. He would tap into consciousness, that part of us in between prefrontal and limbic brain thoughts, that part of us where we're not thinking at all. He said his greatest discoveries seem to come from outside of himself. Sometimes we just need to step away. There's a lot to be said about the clarity of distance. When people are consumed with their problems, someone else, completely removed from the situation, can walk in the door and see the problem with zero attachment to it. That enables them to see the solution with so much more clarity. The person with the problem can't see it because they are consumed by it. The solution is so much easier to see for someone not attached to it because their brain isn't being flooded with the limbic brain's emotional and judgmental thoughts about it. The outside observer doesn't have that issue to deal with. The biggest part of the problem, or the problem itself, is the attachment to the problem. People can't escape the problem because they are holding on to it. No wonder an outsider can see the solution with greater clarity. They aren't hugging the problem with their brain. But the good news is, we can do this to an extent within ourselves. By allowing the problem to just be there without latching onto it, we are giving ourselves a little clarity of distance. It may not be to the same degree as an outside observer. We are still dealing with the thoughts in the back of our brain that keep creeping up to the surface. But we are removing ourselves from the attachment to it in small doses. That will produce some new level of clarity. When feeling stuck, scheduled distance will produce some new clarity. We have to plan distance. It can be as simple as telling yourself you will return to this issue tomorrow morning or creating a calendar event that says relook at XYZ for some future date. Physical activity strengthens neural pathways in our brain. The fact that you take a few seconds to make an event in your calendar to relook at the issue on a future date strengthens the connection in your brain to distance yourself from it. Going for a short walk, even if only for 10 minutes, strengthens this process in your brain. There's something magical about physically walking away from the mental problem. 
Even though you may still have thought streams about it while on your walk, the physical activity of your legs and feet walking away from it is strengthening your brain's ability to stop focusing on it so much. You are no longer obsessing with it. It may not be the fix for it, but it is diminishing your attachment to it. It is strengthening your brain's ability to detach from the problem. The end result, no matter how big or small, is greater clarity about it. Do something different. There's always something different you can do. Doing something physical will reinforce this concept in your brain. Highly effective people can struggle with this because they always want to be doing something to always be productive. We all have those deep, hard, intellectual problems to deal with, but we also have all those simple, mundane chores to deal with as well. There are the little details of a home remodel project that can be a major challenge. There are also the clothes in the dryer you need to fold. There's the major culture change effort that can be so challenging at work. There's also the expense report you need to fill out. When feeling stuck, taking a break to work on the mundane has always proved beneficial to me. The mundane chores still need to get done, but there's also a sense of accomplishment that comes from completing those mundane chores. It's small, but it's still there. I'm still getting things done. I'm still accomplishing things. There is a positivity that comes with accomplishment, no matter how small. There's a dopamine hit. The physical activity of doing something different is strengthening my brain's ability to detach from deeper problems. I'm training my brain to get better at walking away. It's not just something I tell myself to do. It's something I physically do. Brain, muscle, and blood all working together at detachment. The more detachment, the more future clarity produced by the distance. When considering the clarity of distance, there's also the potential of seeking advice from others. Advice is a double-edged sword. Some advice can be the perfect thing you need to hear when the outsider sees the problem without attachment and also sees the needed solution. The tricky part is the outsider needs to be well-versed in the problem and the solution. Add to this that we need a willingness to actually entertain their counsel without any defensiveness. Like all of these things, easy to say, hard to do. Body of work is always a good compass for seeking useful advice. If you seek advice for implementing human performance philosophy in your culture from someone who has no experience in systems thinking, then they probably won't even understand the problem. Their potential solutions may not be of much value. But if the outsider has a great deal of experience with the problem and solutions to the problem, they may give you a great perspective from a fresh set of eyes. It could be exactly what you need to hear. Even if they are an expert, another challenge is to not defend our feeling of attachment to the problem. If we are self-aware enough to see that we are attached to it, that we are stuck to it, 
then hopefully we can recognize that we are identifying with the problem. If I see the problem as my problem, then I am identifying with it. I am calling the problem itself a part of who I am. I'm calling it my problem. I'm labeling it as part of who I am. This can motivate me to think others don't understand why I'm struggling with it. Someone can give me a perfect solution, but because of my identification with the problem, I may respond verbally or mentally with, they just don't understand how hard this is, even when they actually do. They just have the luxury of not being attached to the problem. That's why it's so easy for them to verbalize the solution. They have the great clarity that comes from zero attachment. Because of this, we have to let their advice come and go, just like that trash blowing in the wind example. We have to let them give their advice without latching on to it, whether by catching it and judging it as something that won't work or attaching to it as the perfect solution. It's a beautiful thing to entertain their advice, to see if there is some truth there, because if they are a subject matter expert, there's always some bit of truth there. It just may not be the perfect truth for our unique situation. But if we are willing to entertain their thoughts, then we are detaching from our stuck feelings. Even if just for a moment, we are temporarily detaching from the problem. We are stepping outside of ourselves to see what another person sees. We are contemplating with our prefrontal and for a moment, taking a break from the limbic brain's endless thought stream. I was sharing a stuck feeling with one of my mentors recently. His body of work has similarities to mine. It's interesting how he didn't respond with any advice for potential solutions to my problem. Instead, he responded with ways he manages his own intentional thinking. It was exactly what I needed to hear in this moment. At root of my stuck feeling was attaching to my problem-focused thoughts. Techniques for thinking new intentional thoughts was exactly what I needed to hear. In a way, he gave me no solution to the problem, but in a much more inspirational way, he pointed me away from thinking about the problem at all. After the clarity of distance he inspired, I was motivated and energized with new ideas. So people get stuck. The people we lead get stuck, and we get stuck ourselves. At root, people get stuck due to their attachment to the problem area that they are stuck inside. We need to help people see it's the attachment to the problem that is the greatest problem of all. We need to help people detach from that problem and stop identifying with it so they can create the space for the clarity of distance to occur. The skill of letting problems remain where they are will always yield some level of progress tomorrow. It's the letting go that creates the progress. The more we let thought come and go, the less attached to those thoughts we become. The more physical activity we include in this process, the stronger our brains become at doing this work. 
The more distance we create between ourselves and the problem, the more clarity we have to see potential solutions for moving forward. Hope you all have a beautiful day. If you learned something valuable today, please share it with others. For more information, head over to leaderthink.com.